Hi, and welcome to Elevating Business, the podcast that gives you tips and tricks for how to start, grow, and sell your online business. Also take a look at our resource website, emilyandblair.com, for more info around how you can make your business better. But for now, here's today's episode. Hi, and welcome to episode 110. We're looking today at how to build a website that suits your product. And this is uh, episode 110B because we recorded 110A about 15 minutes ago, but I messed it up and didn't press record. So it wasn't recording. So <laughs> we're having to have a second go at this one. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. These things happen. So I guess the lesson out of this is technical stuff happens and you've just got to keep going on it. Yeah. I call it technical stuff, but the reality is I just forgot to push record. So, so anyway, let's get on to it. <laughs> it wasn't technical. So Emily's uh, Emily's keen to get moving now because we've wasted too much time. Yeah. So anyway, uh, last episode we talked about how to go about buying a website. This episode we want to touch on building a website. So the key element of what we're touching on is you want to choose a platform to build your website which suits your product or your monetization method, or your traffic, and how you're going to capture that tra- traffic. So the first way is doing a single product. So that's like a landing page, like ClickFunnels. So what you want to do with that is that's when you've just got one product and you just want to market that one product. So that could be my example um, before I used was a fishing pole, but Emily didn't like that, so we moved on to another product. But I'm just going to use a... Um, I'm going to use a different product this time, and I'm going to choose a lamp. So if you've got a really cool lamp to sell and you've only got one of them, landing page is the way to go because what you've got is one long-form content, content, and you're basically trying to sell that lamp all the way down through that landing page. And you're going to have call-to-actions where they can click through and buy the lamp all the way down the page. You don't need a whole website, and this is the point, because you've only got one product and you're just focused on that. So you don't, they don't need to know who you are and all about you and all that sort of stuff because you're not trying to build a real um, brand connection with your customer long-term. You're just trying to get them onto that site, get them to buy, and then potentially later on you'll follow up for, for secondary purchases, etc. especially if it's something like maybe not a lamp, but light bulbs for the lamp they are going to need more and more light bulbs as they go on in their life. So they'll come back and buy more light bulbs. Same with supplements, you know, like if you're selling supplements, you know, you can resell to those existing customers because they're going to use your supplements, then they'll need to buy more. So landing pages are really good for a single product. If you've got multiple products, and we were talking about this before, um, is, you know, say like Emily's got her art website that we've set up for her, uh, you know, she's got multiple paintings on there. So we chose an e-commerce site for that option. So we can advertise you. We can tell a bit about Emily and we can show a, a broad uh, selection of her paintings. So it's more of an e-commerce structure. So if you've got multiple products, that's the sort of platform you want to go for. Um, and then the other third one is different monetization. So if you're... Uh, don't have a product and you're selling things like advertising or something like that you want to have a content site or a blog so you're loading up a lot of content so it's a more structured site and then you're driving traffic to that because they want to read your blog and then you might be selling them 
I don't know, an ebook, or you might be um, just relying on advertising on the site. So that's what I'd be doing if you're trying to do that method of product. So as you can see, there's different platforms and different ways of setting up your website, depending on what your product or your offering is. So a tip that we've got is, and we've talked a wee bit about this on previous episodes, is using um, a different someone else's platform. So if you're starting out, go and, and like Amazon or Etsy, you can go on their platform, set up your your product to sell, and then basically you're using their platform and their traffic. So that's a good, easy way of getting into it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you... you uh, your website's starting to look good and you're you know yeah, you're happy with your products and things yeah and, i mean yeah. i you know I, I wouldn't have known where to start so i'm you know this is why i married you really <laughs> <laughs> gave me a free website no but no, seriously though i no, seriously i wouldn't have known where to start with that i'm pretty I sure she didn't I, have that I, in the vows <laughs> something about I, website building no sure no. um <laughs> I just didn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the silent vows. <laughs> anyway. You no, but I'm yeah. a, an ex-art teacher, no training whatsoever in doing anything online. Yeah. So for me to then go um, to want to set up my own sort of art business and selling art and doing my own art, hmm. you were key to that really in helping me, um, give me a direction, helping me to set that up and... Hmm. Yeah. Um, kind of running it as well, and we we started off with it like a, you know a landing page and things, didn't we? And then we've developed it, pushed into, it onto an e-commerce, yeah, and hopefully yeah. Um, a shopping cart as well, yeah. like yep. to, sell, to actually sell the things through there rather than them being on there and people have to contact me to buy or whatever. yeah. So it's a staged approach, you know, and you yeah. can try and do that, and then you see how you go rather than fully commit to something, you know, like a full e-commerce site. You can start off with a landing page and actually then if that's going all right, build it out to an e-commerce site and then add shopping carts and all the rest of it. So, so how would someone do it if they didn't, you know, if they didn't, marry you? If they didn't marry me? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm only available once and she she got it. <laughs> um, um, so, well, I mean, there's two, there's, there's a few ways. So you can either have someone like me come along and do it or you can actually, there's companies out there that will actually build your website based on your brief. So that's probably one of the options. Um, the other way you can do it is actually to do it yourself if you do want to sort of push the boat out a little bit and, and learn a wee bit about website building. There's some really good platforms like Weebly or Wix, which what they've done is rather than you having to go and learn how to code and be a developer, they've done all that in the background and they've set up these platforms so you can physically go on there and just plonk an image on there, plonk some text on there, move them around the page mm. and, and you know set up your website reasonably easily without all that technical knowledge so that's something that i'd probably push people towards if they're mm. if they're confident and they want to learn a little bit go for something like wix or weebly and set up your own website because it'll save you money if you've got the time if you're completely not confident um and, but you still want your own website then have someone else like these development companies build it out for you we'll put some show, uh, links in the show notes for this uh, for these companies so you can have a look at them um, and then but again falling back on that if you completely don't have the money to have someone build it for you and you don't really want to take the risk of you building it then that option of of ebay and etsy is a good option because the, the platform's already set up and all you've got to do is load your product 
um, and your information in there, set up an account, and they have traffic coming to you. So you don't even need to sort of source the traffic. Mm. The downside, which, you know, we talk about the upsides, but the downside, obviously, when you sell the product, they're taking a reasonable chunk of the of the profit, mm. um, which you're effectively paying for the use of their website and their traffic. Yeah. But, I mean, as an example of something to look at, I mean, they can always you could always put in uh, my website and show notes and, mm. and see and what you've got, yeah. you know, an example yeah. of something that you yeah. have so put together for me. Where we're at on your web website is we've sort of set it up as an e-commerce site it's going to be but we haven't we haven't done the um the shopping cart thing yet so we're kind of in that middle stage where we're not yeah. just a landing page where it's a full website but it just doesn't have the e-commerce side um, yeah, turned think, on yet well i think you've got to remember as well like it is a development you know you you set up you just get the you know the start of it done mm. like we did we just literally got a landing page that was kind of there that you could um send people to just to to get you going and we're yeah. still with and that was what seven or eight months ago now yeah you know we're just about you know it's a slow process so you've just got to realize that you know you're not going to set up a website one day and it's going to be fully working and the next day and i think that's important in terms of like emily's passion is her art not sitting there tweaking her website so um you know you've got to look at what your passion is are you into this because you want to produce a product and sell it and, and, and the online selling thing is is your game, then obviously that's you want to push that through quick. If if the actual, for example, the art is your passion and things, then it, it can be a slower a slower process. And and because you're focused on your art, you want to get some good yeah good product to put yeah. on there. Yeah, and I think you've got a really good eye for that. You've got a real um, you had do have a very artistic vision. So, you, which is why you've been good at building, helping me do oh, my okay. website. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably important. With, you know, with an art relate, related topic. Mm. I think. You do that's need, and that's about. probably a good point for, you know, if you're getting someone to build it for you, you need to have a fairly clear vision of what you want it to look like because a lot of these development companies, they're developers. They don't have a really artistic bent and what they will put to you is based on the template and so if you want something quite specific, you need to be very clear with them in the beginning of your branding colours and the look and feel. And I'd go and Google search a whole lot of websites and give them examples of things that you like. Because mm. otherwise you start out and they come back with something crazy and you yeah. just go, oh, that's way off the mark. And then it takes a long time to bring them back. Yeah. Uh, and you're paying for that sort but of thing. But you, you see, if you go for somebody that, uh, not necessarily, but, you know, someone who is working for you, you know as a person rather than a company Mm. like you are good at suggesting things and you know styling it and theming it and things like that well I think I've got because of my backgrounds in landscape architecture so I've got a bit of design Mm. background and I think that's probably quite a good combination with the with the website stuff as well it sort of works out quite nicely Yeah. yeah so the second tip here would be um if you are building a website yourself you want to follow a checklist because there's all these little nitty-gritty things that are important, but you may not know of them or even think of them. So, for example, you know, a website needs to have um, an SSL certificate, which is a secure sockets layer. So that's, I mean, I know that sounds completely technical, but basically what that is is, you know, in the URL, the web address up the top of your search bar, if it's got a locked symbol there, that means that website is secure and it's secure against hackers and, and spam and things. So you 
generally people want to visit websites that are secure so it's important to have one of those certificates but again that's a tiny little thing that no one really unless you're really into developing and stuff you really wouldn't even know so we've got a um a couple of checklists that we put together for building a website um we'll put those in the show notes so feel free to use those because that's really good just to check your way through and make sure even if you're getting someone to build your website use those checklists to make sure they've done their job properly um, okay so if you're going to build yourself a website there's a few things you're going to need and an example of this is a bit like kind of like building a house on a on a property so for example you need when you when you're going to build a house you need an address for a start so on a website you need a domain so that's your web address Okay, so you also, when you're building a website, you need a hosting provider. So that's in relation to house building. You need some land. You need some land to put your house onto. So on a website, you need host. So you need somewhere to host that website. So where the website information is actually stored. And then what you'll need is a website platform. So that is the actual house itself. So you need a platform where people can see your website. So that's, you know, Wix or Weebly or Amazon or Etsy are your platforms, okay? Uh, and then if you're doing, selling any product, uh, you know, physical product or anything, you're going to need a payment provider. So that's like PayPal or Stripe. So you sign up with them, you set up your cart on your website, so you check out, and that's got to be linked into a payment provider. Um, and so that's that's basically where the money gets processed on your website and gets transaction through to. So, for example, Stripe, you'll have your own Stripe dashboard. It's a standalone website, um, but that's where your money will end up. So it doesn't actually sit in your website. So that kind of the four very broad main things you'll need. There's a whole lot of other stuff that you'll need as you go along. Um, but certainly if you're getting someone to build your website, they'll deal with that stuff. And, and if you're using one of these sites like Wix or Weebly, they have good recommendations and say, you need to do this now, you need to do this. So they will deal with a fair bit of that stuff. Um, one of the things I'd say is if you're not familiar with doing search engine optimization or anything like that, when you're building a website, you can use um, plugins. And so like, for example, uh, our website, Emily and Blair, is built on WordPress. We've got a plugin called Rank Math, Rank Math, and it's basically an SEO suggestion plugin. So it scans our content and tells us where we can improve it in terms of keywords, titles, all of that stuff for uh, to rank better with Google. So that's something I definitely would suggest. There's heaps of these plugins out there. Use them um, to... I guess, deal with the things that you don't know. So you don't have to know everything about SEO because the plugin will tell you what to do. Okay. So once you've got your website built, there's a few steps to just to quickly run through with you. Once you've built it, you need to test it. So test all the links on the website, make sure they're going to the right places. So that's internal links that go within your website and external links that go outside of your website. Check check your shopping process. So actually do a physical buy of your product, go through all those stages, do a checkout, make sure that the payment actually ends up in Stripe or PayPal or whatever your payment provider you've got set up. Check your email and contact page, make sure all of those things. So test emails, send yourself emails from your contact page, make sure all of that stuff's working. 
connect your website up to Google Analytics because that's going to give you information about your website and your traffic going forward and also connect your website up to Google Search Console. And then what you want to do is add sitemaps to Google Search Console because and that's within Search Console. You go there, you click on sitemaps and it says add a sitemap and you can just put in the address. It's quite easy to do. The point of that is Google doesn't know you exist until you put a sitemap in because what they'll do is, it, what, what a sitemap is doing is you telling Google that your site exists. And so what they'll then do is send their bots out to scan your site and then start ranking you, ranking your pages and then you'll start getting noticed and hopefully get some organic traffic. So that's you putting that big red flag up to the world saying, I've built my website, I now exist, you can come and have a look. But you won't do that unless you can get your website indexed. Um, once you've launched it, you want to market it on social media um, and then you want to begin to improve your site. Okay, So you want to get it's that old saying, you want to get it done, not perfect. So get your website out there, then make improvements mm. to it. Yeah, well, that's what we did. Yeah, exactly. We're, exactly uh, every we week did. we're improving things. Yeah. Um, and the best way to improve it is to A, B, test it. So if you've got a page that looks like something and then you've got a slight difference to that page, you can set up to A, B, test it. So it means that uh, the first viewer that comes on sees version A, the second viewer that comes on sees version B. Yeah. And that way, and it'll keep doing that. And what it does, it'll show you which one converts better. So this is really good for sales pages. So you might have a um, buy now button that's red on one page and a buy now button that's blue on your second page. So it alternates between those two pages and it will then, you run it for two or three weeks, it will then tell you which one of those button colors converted better. Oh, I know it sounds stupid, a button color, like really, does that make a difference? It does. So all those little things. Yeah, and impact. I think the link to your social media is good because any changes that you make to your website, to make anyone aware of those changes, to make them go back, because if they've been before you've done the changes, yeah. then, then that's that. But to make people go again, now you've updated and things like that, then to, you advertise that through Instagram, Facebook, that, those sorts of things. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, especially when you're adding content or doing something new or a new product. Because that will then perfect. make some, because more people are likely to see those posts and those updates on those sites. Yeah, because yeah, people don't come to your website each week. No. <laughs> well, generally no. they don't, unless there's some hook that you've got yeah, on your website. Yeah, them to it. So. Yeah, so yeah. the only other way to get to them is either advertising or via social media. Yeah. And so if you're posting on social, they see you've got a new painting, for example, for Emily, yeah. bang, you get yeah. traffic. Um, so the other one that you can use is use a program like Hotjar or Mouseflow. Now, what these programs do is they actually track where someone's mouse goes over your site. So it'll actually show you where they've been, what they clicked on, how long they looked at a certain part of your site. So if you're doing that A-B testing and you want to know, maybe I, should I move my, my call to action, my button, my buy now button further up the page, you know, if, if this heat map that, that Hotjar is showing is, and they're not getting to your, your buy now button, move it up the page. So there's heaps of that sort of testing and improvement you can do, particularly if you're selling a product on an e-commerce or a landing page. So again, heaps of steps there. Have a look at our checklist because that'll help you sort of combine it all. Um, again, it's probably one of those things you need to be really clear about your product and your monetization and choose the build option for your website around that because that'll save you time and money. Um, basically, do the minimum to get started, because once you're started, 
um, you know, then you can make the improvements as you go along. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just you just get started. That's that's the key thing. Choose what suits you. Get a company to do it for you. Build it yourself. Use one of the other bring platforms. Black. Bring me whatever. He's very good. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you did marry me, so you have to say that. <laughs> anyway, you can't guys. marry him though. He's, yeah, he's taken. Oh, okay, good, good. Well, I'm pleased about that. The other advice is just marry someone who can do it for you. <laughs> This well. Emily's tip that's, for that's the day. My tip for the day. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> uh, okay, guys, that's all we've got time for in this uh, episode 110. Uh, if you like this video, give it a thumbs up or make a comment. Um, and remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, but apart from that, we'll see you next week in episode triple one, one one one, for some more insights into married life. See you guys. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Elevating Business. Make sure to check out our resource website, emilyandblair.com, for more tips and tricks for how you can grow and make your business more successful.